This is the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right, another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, where we are breaking down District 5 and 6 activities week in, week out in our great state of Idaho. Brandon Bainey joined, as always, by Sean Kane. Yo, what's going on? Uh, You know, on my nice, lovely drive to my house with the leaves falling, <laughs> I kind of thought... uh. You know what October is? October is like the time of tears. Uh, you know, you have senior nights, people are crying. You have district championships, win or loss, people are crying. And then, you know, ultimately we'll have some state champions. And, you know, you're either you're either in tears because you won or you're in tears because you lost. So like o- October with all the senior nights and things like that, it's kind of a, it's a month for tears. A time of tears. I like that. Um, on a personal note, we're recording this a little, a little earlier in the week than we're used to, Sean, for good reason. Both you and I have very backloaded schedules as we get further along into the week, Sean. I have uh, football games to broadcast wow. Thursday and Friday night. I've got two two games That's, on two you're nights. You're taking a shot at me, aren't you? <laughs> and, Sean, you are getting out of town this weekend for an excursion. Yeah, I'm going to see... Uh, Blink 182. Um, with all my buddies from high school, we we went to Blink 182 here in Pocatello um, when we were kids, younger kids. Uh, if you're familiar with the Pocatello area, there's a place called the Booth Barn where they hold hold like weddings and dances. Blink 182 played there. Um, they also played at the Bannock Fairgrounds, and there's just a a bunch of bands that we used to go see every weekend playing too. Um, and then we also used to work for the production company. Um, here in town so we'd like work the show and get a free t-shirt and get paid to see it so um, it's going to be pretty fun to see all these bands we haven't seen for uh, a long time like some of their songs are 20 years old think about that like we have we don't even have stuff that's 20 years old but a lot of these bands their songs are over 20 years old and still popular to people my age yeah um, (laughs) I was going to say when I worked in radio in Nebraska our radio company got into the business of putting on concerts. And so, yeah, I kind of did what you did. I was a, I, I worked the concert basically, but it was more, you know, I had to do it. I didn't really get paid any extra. I was on salary. So oh. it was just like show up and do it. Um, but I was a roadie for some, some rock and roll bands. Um, got to wheel the drum kit out on stage for Brett Michaels. And then I'm hanging out backstage and the show is over. And I kind of feel somebody tapping me on the shoulder and I spin around and it's Brett Michaels. And he starts like shadow boxing me. Like, <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. I'll roll with it. So yeah, I shadow boxed Brett Michaels one time. That's probably the most famous thing I've ever done, Sean. Wow. I mean, I think the most famous thing he ever did was the rock of love, probably not his music, but that reality TV show is great. Uh, he played, he played here at the wellness center a few years back. I mean, it was, it's good. I, you know, you can't, can't go wrong with eighties rock. I mean, that'll be, that could be a title of another podcast, but eighties rock, it bridges a lot of gaps musical wise. No one ever gets upset at eighties rock. I'm just, I'm just I'm throwing that out there. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, and that's scientifically proven too. You can uh, check, check the research, <laughs> check, uh, check the data. That's right. All right. Well, uh, it is the time of tears because uh, we have state soccer going on this week. 
district volleyball and the final week of regular season football is here as well sean uh soccer talk you're gonna get it in a separate podcast this week okay. uh christian wiener and myself are going to be doing state boys and girls soccer previews uh we'll break down all the brackets tell you who to keep an eye on players to watch all that fun stuff um it'll be our state soccer preview special and it'll be in this podcast feed the east idaho podcast on idahosports.com so we will just get into volleyball sean postseason volleyball now we are recording this on tuesday october 17th turns out this wasn't a great day to record because there's a lot of stuff actually happening tonight right now <laughs> we, yeah we won't be able to actually talk about results too much but Let's start with the district that has actually played um, two full rounds thus far, and that would be the smallest level, the 1AD2 Rocky Mountain Conference. Now, again, if you're watching the video version of this on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel or Facebook page, uh, I'm going to share my screen. You'll see the brackets up on the screen, and uh, you can watch as we navigate through them. If you are listening on the IdahoSports.com website or wherever you download your podcasts, it's all good. We've got the volleyball district brackets on the homepage as well. You can follow along there. But here is this Rocky Mountain Conference bracket, Sean. And I will admit, I'm still missing a couple of scores from the back end of the bracket. So any volleyball fans out there in the Rocky Mountain Conference want to tell me who won these consolation games Saturday, that'd be great because they're up again tonight. <laughs> um, but on the winner's side of the bracket, Sean, uh, we see this started on Saturday. Shelly High School is the host. Uh, it is going to be for the district championship uh, tonight in Shelley, 6 o'clock. Number one, Grace Lutheran. Number three, Mackey. Let's start with the Royals. They are still undefeated, Sean. They beat Clark County 3-0 in the first round. They beat Ledor in the semis 3-0 as well. They haven't dropped a set yet at districts. Yeah, and, you know, we talked about um... – grace the season and you know having that good season looks like it really set him up because if you look at this bracket you know you feel the the bottom half is very strong with uh rockland and Mackie. and man i i you know grace has just done something pretty amazing with seven girls this year regardless of whatever happens you just have to kind of tip your hats to that you know seven girls best their probably their programs ever done in history just amazing and I mean, they're still undefeated. Yeah, <laughs> they, they haven't lost it. They're still they're twenty and zero on the season. Sean, they went sixteen and zero in league play. They swept a non-conference series with Aberdeen this year, which is a class two A school, by the way. They're really punching up a class. Um, and then they won the first two at district, so they're twenty and zero going into this matchup tonight. Um, so let's take a look at what happened on the bottom half of the bracket where. Um, Mackey beats North Gem in their tournament opener. Rockland beat Taylor's Crossing. And then in this big epic semi, Mackey gets the best of Rockland, the three over the two, three to one. And so no matter what happens, Grace Lutheran and Mackey have both qualified for state, which is quite the accomplishment considering Rockland has been the team that's been competing for the 1AD2 state championship the past couple of years. Yeah, you just it's just kind of a, a flip of the script, right? You got a different um you know, different teams winning and Rockland's going to have to fight their way in now. And the reason I wasn't bringing up the undefeated thing is because as a coach, you like, just, you never want to talk about that. So I like, it's always like, I never want to bring that up in the back of my mind, but yeah, uh, you know, Rockland's on a a different uh, route than they're used to. And, um, you know, they're going to have to win a few games here to even get a play in game. So at least they have the ability to do that. 
Yeah, and I am just I'm getting results as we're doing this, Sean. So okay. I put out the backs I put out the bat signal and some people got in touch with me. Uh it is Rockland and Water Springs, two versus four in a loser out match uh today at Shelley. And then number five, Ledor, and number seven, Taylor's Crossy in the other loser out matchup. So that will be interesting to keep an eye on for sure. This is all going down again at Shelley High School. Whoever takes third place, Sean, will have the opportunity to battle their way to state via a play-in match against the champion from the north. That is going to be, I mean, it's a two-team district now. It's, it's going to be the Wampus Cats from Clark Fork. Um, they're a pretty strong program year in, year out, so it's not guaranteed. But I would say pretty good chance, you know, whether it's Rockland, Water Springs, Ledor, or Taylor's Crossing, I think all of them would compete well in that play yeah, I would, I would agree with you. So we will keep an eye on that and see what shakes out there. Well, let's just move up to the 1AD1 bracket, Sean. This is being held at Thunder Ridge High School. Starts uh, Tuesday the 17th. Uh, so Butte County and Grace. We talked about it. These two teams have battled all year long, Sean. They're two of the eight best teams in the state for volleyball. I don't care what anybody says. Only one is going to get to go to state, the district champion. How closely contested were these two teams this year? Well, Butte County went 16-1. and one. Grace went 13-1. and one. They each went 3-1 and one in district play. They each beat each other. They split the series. Grace won the first matchup by a score of 3-0. And then Butte County won the rematch, also in a sweep, 3-0. It doesn't get any more even than this. Yeah, uh, yeah, you you're kind of a flip of a coin, and you know probably Grace will win against Chalice, and we'll have to see uh, what the third match will entail, right, for that district championship. Yeah. So, and, and it literally did come down to the flip of the coin. Butte County won the coin flip, therefore they got the number one seed. That is exactly how that was determined, Sean. Uh, and so, yes. You see Butte County and Grace are going to play for the third time, most likely, in this undefeated semifinal. They're probably going to match up again here for the fourth time in the district championship. And let's just say the loser of the first matchup wins the second one. It sets up this, if necessary, fifth match. Um, You're talking about a best-of-five game series. That's like baseball playoffs. (laughs) That's a series. The best-of-seven NBA playoff or something. I mean, that's that's a lot of times to play a team – uh, you know, you know, most people say if you played a team, you know, 10 times, you're going to get a couple wins out of there. So, man, it's going to be tough for, for either of them, it looks like. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see for sure. Good luck to all the ladies competing at the 1-8-D-1 tournament. That is in Thunder Ridge. All right, Sean, this tournament started on Saturday. Malad, the number one seed out of Class 2A District 5, which means Malad gets to host everything. It's Malad and Bear Lake playing Wednesday, October 18th in the undefeated semifinal. That's one versus two. This is a five-team bracket, so Malad played Aberdeen in the opener, 3-0. Then they got a bye into that undefeated semifinal. Bear Lake came the other way. They had a bye in the opening round and then beat Westside, the three-seed, 3-1. Westside and Soda Springs will play Wednesday at 4 o'clock, right before the undefeated semifinal in a loser-out game. And Aberdeen has already been eliminated by Soda Springs. What do you make of this tournament? Um, you know, Malad's been pretty pretty good in the volleyball aspect, and um, they have great coaching down there. And 
kind of kind of like the dragons and then then also you've got that kind of classic bear lake west side matchup that happens a lot in volleyball and they have good athletes west side had a really good um volleyball year last year and not so bad that you know and doing pretty well this year but i i do like malad um probably coming through here yeah it's gonna be uh interesting to see if it is west side and bear lake again on that back side you know can west side finally break through they've had a hard time this year against the bears uh two teams do have the opportunity to go to state the second place team will play second place from the nuclear conference that is district six that will be uh, a state tournament play and match as well. Uh, speaking of the nuclear conference, Sean, that is where we are going to go next. I'm just finishing a couple of updates to the bracket because they actually started playing earlier this afternoon. And this tournament is taking place at a neutral site. They kind of rotate through amongst the schools in the conference. This is at Firth High School this year, Sean, but here's what we have so far. Take a look at this bracket. Um, we had the play-in match this morning, 11 o'clock. Number four, Ryrie beats number five, West Jefferson, three to one. Then they had to turn around and play Salmon, the number one seed. Salmon gets the win. They are into the undefeated semifinal. We kind of gave Salmon a shout-out a couple weeks ago. Yeah. This was a, I mean, this is a fun team to watch. Uh-oh, I think we lost Sean. He froze up on us. You there? I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Go Can ahead. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, we, you know, you talked about Salmon, a team that, you know, I think, you know, Ryrie's kind of been the top dog, right? Right, Bulldogs and maybe in this conference and volleyball for a while. So it's it's nice to see uh, Salmon uh, kind of coming up and, and having a chance to go to state. And that would just be, I think, pretty amazing for them. Yeah, Firth, the two seed, beat number three, North Fremont, and their opener three to one. So you've got undefeated semifinal tonight. They they really jam in the games yeah. at, this, at this tournament. It's Salmon and Firth tonight at seven. Ryrie and North Fremont probably playing right now or pretty close. They're going to play at five o'clock in a loser out match. And again, friendly reminder with these district tournament stuff, we try not to look at it on too much of a micro level, just because by the time you're listening to this, you know, the results yeah. have probably already happened, but big picture salmon really exciting that they won the regular season title and they've got a good team too. So keep an eye out uh, on the savages. All right, let's go to class three. A Sean, we will start in district five where this tournament started on Saturday. Snake river is the number one seed. They get to host uh, Marsh Valley beats American falls three, nothing in the first matchup. Uh, and then Snake River sweeps Marsh Valley 3-0 there. So Marsh Valley and American Falls play in a loser-out match. Winner will challenge Snake River again for the district championship. One bid available to state. The second-place finisher does have a chance to play their way in via the play-in match against the second-place team from District 6. Yep, and uh, just you know, kind of the same scenario about – if you don't win that district championship, it, you're taking it the hard way. But Snake Rivers had a really good year. Kind of, they've kind of been under the radar too. I think as far as volleyball this year, so um, they've they've had a good year. And you know, I like Snake River. And shout out to them because it's they're quietly, I think, having a pretty good year. 
Yeah, Snake Rivers having an outstanding season. <laughs> uh, got a lot of talented seniors on that team this year for sure. Um, Mountain Rivers Conference, 3A District 6, Sean. This started Saturday as well. And Sugar okay. uh, Salem and South Fremont ended up tying for the district title. Sugar gets the one seat on the tiebreaker. Doesn't matter. South Fremont beats the Diggers in five sets on Saturday, 3-2, to two, after beating Teton in the opening round, 3 nothing. So now you've got South Fremont in the undefeated semifinal, kind of just uh, moving through, and now they're into the championship. Sugar Salem will play Teton tonight. Uh, this tournament is happening at Teton High School. Winner of that will get to play South Fremont, where they would need to beat the Cougars twice. This was a huge breakthrough for South Fremont. Yeah, you know, typically when we look at the this bracket, this this three A district, right? This bracket, you usually see the Sugar Salem Sugar Salem Teton match, and one one uh, little side over happened. It's happening a little earlier than this time, and what a great job by North Fremont to come all the way, you know, to be in that championship uh, matchup. I mean that or South Fremont, excuse me, South Fremont. But yeah, what a what a great job. Yeah, pretty outstanding, um, and we'll keep an eye on that, but good luck to the Cougars. Um, all right, 4A, Sean, let's start with uh, – sure, we'll start with District 5. We'll keep it, <laughs> we'll keep it consistent. Uh, Pocatello, the one seed. Century, the two. Preston, the three. This starts tonight. Are you on the mic for this, Sean? No, I'm not. I'm, you don't I, 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 yeah, I did their – I did Century's senior night, and um... – Nope, I wasn't asked to. There's just like so much going on, you know, like the boys' soccer teams leaving. There's this. Um, I I am a man of many talents, but I can only do so much. But uh, and then sometimes when they do the tournament, they kind of like, you know, how they warm up volleyball. They just kind of go starters. They kind of get into it because you know they typically play two in one night, which obviously is going to happen right here. Um, so Century just played press and beat them pretty easily in three. Um, on their senior night so uh they'll be playing here pretty soon um and then you know if all goes according to plan they'll they'll play pokey and uh Pocatello and century have had some pretty tough um uh contested matches so i think that'll be a, a pretty good battle if that ends up what's playing out yeah and i gotta assume these are at pocatello right this is century but that's i believe yeah i believe the number one seed would hold it so it should, it's got to be pocatello that. yeah yeah because the winner of that will play Pocatello right away. Um, Pocatello is the favorite coming in, but I don't know. Century, this time of year, they just always seem to find a way. So, I don't know. It'll be yeah, interesting. They, yeah, they've just kind of been a team that's, been, I think, been playing into their season. And as it's went on, they've played better. But, you know, Pocatello, they've got a lot of good players. You know, they're, they're kind of young, too. But they've got a couple good tennis players, too, that play volleyball. I don't know why, but... Um, yeah, they're they're good. I I think it'll be it'll be good. I, I think you know only one team's makes it. I think you've definitely got two teams probably that should be there between Century and Pocatello, uh, some top volleyball teams, but um, only one goes, and that's how it goes. Cool. Well, we'll keep an eye on it for sure. Good luck to Pocatello and Century and Preston. Hey, District Six starts uh, tonight as well, Sean. <laughs> Bonneville is the one seed. Idaho Falls is the two seed. They both get first round buys, um, and then you've got four versus five. Hillcrest versus Blackfoot. Three versus six. Skyline versus Shelley. The winner of Skyline and Shelley 
We'll have to play Idaho Falls immediately in a semifinal. Winner of Hillcrest and Blackfoot will do the same, but with Bonneville. This, to me, is a really interesting kind of a – I don't want to say it's a three-team race because you've got Bonneville, who's great, obviously. Idaho Falls, which has been underrated all year long, but they've got several outstanding athletes, including a Division One commit in Grace Fugger. Skyline, we didn't we, – we haven't mentioned this, but Audrey Atwood, Atwood. you know, with a – 1,000 career kill mark earlier this year. Hillcrest has a lot of good, talented athletes, and it was Blackfoot who actually got to state last year for the first time in like 20 years. Yeah, so when you're thinking about this, I think every time we pull up a District 6, we should have to come up with what our upset is going to be because I feel like there was some in soccer. There's usually some in football. Like District 6, we we, we should have to put it to ourselves to be like, what's the upset special? coming out of this bracket and like you said i you know i think skyline's a definitely a dangerous team lurking um and the same with hillcrest but i mean i you know i don't know you've got to you got to play the matches i definitely like bonneville you know coming out of here one way or the other but who's going to take that other spot could be a really big battle it's going to be really interesting to see how this shakes out. Idaho Falls girls soccer got to state as a number five seed. Yeah. Could Blackfoot as a five seed do it again? Why not? <laughs> I mean, yeah. And then I never, and I, I, I never like to count out Shelly either. Shelly's always really tough. Um, they've won some volleyball uh, championships when they're in three A, and you know, you just, you know, you know what kind of basketball players they have at Shelly as well as a very good team they you know they've got some tall kids and you can't you can't always can't you can't count on a Shelly you can't count out the russet the potato that's right we'll keep an eye on this uh, what could be a topsy-turvy bracket for sure all right and then the high country conference uh leave cancel okay there we go district five six uh volleyball tournament uh high country conference class 5a sean hey this starts tonight <laughs> what do you know uh this is gonna be at madison they're the number one seed madison the one will play thunder ridge the four rigby the two will play highland the three uh we like madison honestly i kind of like highland a little more than rigby but that that to me is a coin toss uh yeah you know it's rigby always has a really tough tough volleyball team highland historically is always good at volleyball um you know it's just madison's been super tough but yeah you know i kind of like the chances of highland coming out of this maybe but even if they won this one i could see definitely could see rigby and highland playing again down there at the bottom um, if it pans out, you know, kind of the way I'm thinking, I could see them having to play twice to make it to state one of those teams. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, one and a half bids to state district champ gets to go district runner up. will play the fifth place team from district three. Who's that going to be? Your guess is as good as mine. That league was kind of all over the place this year. Uh, so yeah, we will see that's what's going on in volleyball. We'll know a lot more. Next week, Sean, and we are doing, just like we're doing a state soccer preview special, we are doing a state volleyball tournament preview special as well. Next week with Lindsay Togiai-Afuk, our in-house volleyball expert. Should be a great time. Yeah, it was you know, it was good last year. It's good to hear um, all the other teams. Like, you hear about the teams, but it's good to get a little more insight. And because sometimes 
like for me, I look up, you know, I'll look at the max prep ranking, right. To kind of, kind of see where they are, but that, you know, I don't know if that ranking tells you the stories you'd really want to hear. And that's what you guys do on these shows is give the stories you want to hear because a number, um, doesn't tell you anything really it just puts it in order so uh like finding out those four and five matchups in the tournament state tournaments and getting the insight on those man those are phenomenal i'm i'm excited to hear some of the soccer ones as well yeah uh and and what i like about Lindsay is uh, she played the game obviously at a high level for yeah. a very long time and now is still coaching and so she she knows like what makes a good team and on paper, a team cannot look great, and then she'll come in and go, "Oh, these girls actually are really good because X, Y, and Z." And so I really appreciate that perspective on it because I just, uh, I mean, I'm not around the game or know the game like she does, so it helps out a lot for sure. So, all right, that's next week though. Let's yeah. tune in to the final week of high school football in the state of Idaho, Sean. Really, I just kind of want to hit on the big matchups that are going to okay. have playoff implications. And I think we have to start at 5A with Rigby and Madison. I mean, it's pretty clear. The winner gets the second spot to state from District 5 and 6. Highland already wrapped up the conference title with the win over Madison last week, 38-28. And the loser, I mean, if Rigby loses, there's a good chance they get that at large bid. There's only one available. It's based on your max prep ranking. Madison, the way I see it, has no chance. They've got to get a win here against Rigby to secure their spot in the playoffs. Yeah, and you know, watching that Highland Madison game, Madison showed me uh, kind of what they do every year. They, get, you know, they kind of have some ups and downs at the start of the year, but towards the end of the year, year they find a way to win big games. And you know, they had chances to come back and be a, a very good Highland team, right? And I honestly didn't think Madison would maybe uh, put up such a fight against Highland, but now it makes me think. I mean. This Rigby Madison game, we we've seen this through the years where Rigby's the undefeated team and Madison finds a way to win, and it's a big rivalry game, regardless. And now it's you know win and you get a go to state game, so you've put a little extra uh, sprinkles on that ice cream. It's going to be very uh, tantalizing to see. I'm going Rigby here. I tr- I trust the Trojans, and I I frankly I don't trust Madison. I mean, if we're just being real, I, and I would love to be wrong. And I, and I will say Madison did play very well against Highland, dug themselves into too big of a hole early. Yeah. And that's why they weren't able to climb that mountain and get back into it. But um, I will take Rigby in this one. 4A, we've got some interesting matchups, uh, three of which you can watch on IdahoSports.com. Uh, you've got, first of all, Idaho Falls at Hillcrest. That's going to be at Ravston Stadium. Can the Knights finish off an undefeated season? and keep that number one overall seed for the 4A postseason for Idaho Falls. They currently would be into the playoffs. Could they boost their stock with a win? With a loss, would they drop out? I don't think so. Um, and then just, I think this is an interesting game matchup-wise. Idaho Falls is tough. I, I've i said this all year. I think Idaho Falls is this team you don't want to have to play in the playoffs. I, I think they've got a lot of we- weapons. I think they do a lot of things well. The defense is good, and their their offense and defensive line is big, and that showed off against Skyline. Um, Idaho Falls had chances to beat you know a very good Skyline team, um, and I, you know I I think it'll be you know Hillcrest has found a way to win a lot of games late, um, so hopefully you know if it, if it comes down to that, I kind of like Hillcrest because they've just that's what they've done all year. But if Idaho Falls finds a way to manage this game and get ahead early. 
Um, who knows what happens, but I, I think Idaho Falls is the best team with that record. I can't remember what the record is right now, but two and three, three and five, three and five, probably the best three and five team in four a, I, I would put it, you put my guarantee on that. <laughs> yeah, they, they've taken their lumps. They've played a very tough schedule. There is no doubt about it. All right. Also Friday night in the four a ranks on IdahoSports.com. Uh, in district six, we have skyline at Shelly. Sean, this is going to decide second and third place in the conference. And that's an important distinction because if you take second place, you are guaranteed a top eight seed and a home playoff game for the first round. If you take third, you are automatically one of the bottom eight teams and probably the number nine seed overall, no matter who it is, but you're having to travel for the opening round of the playoffs. Yeah, it's, it's a huge game. Um, I, it seems like it, it's a little more huge for Shelly. I think Shelly probably uh, is going to benefit the most from winning this game. But, man, Shelly's just been that dark horse all year. Like, I mean, we weren't talking about Shelly, and they've, you know, they almost beat uh, Pocatello. They, they've, they've just they've done a lot of things. And, um, yeah, I think Shelly needs to win this game really to boost their – you know, they don't want to have to. It seems like Shelly makes the playoffs. They always have to go somewhere really far away. And that, and that just never seems to end well. But I mean, Josh Well d- does a great job. And and then it's important for Skyline, too. You know, Skyline looking for that elusive four peat, right? Um, you know, no, it's Skyline's probably not getting as much uh, talk as they normally do. But, you know, Monty Morell, I tell you what, if you can play defense and run the football, you win playoff games. I mean, I don't know what coach doesn't say that. And, Skyline does those two, two things very well. Yeah, and Skyline uh, and Shelly played last week, of course. Shelly led that game 10-7. to yeah. seven. Or, or, excuse me. Um, Hillcrest. Yes, Hillcrest. Shelly played Hillcrest last week and led that game 10-7 to seven at halftime and only lost 28-16. to 16. Um, So I'm very intrigued to see how this game goes, Sean. Like I said, the loser of this probably slots in as that number nine seed, a.k.a. the best at-large team that makes it. Guess who's pretty firmly locked into that number eight seed? Preston? Sandpoint. Oh, so far. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, far. far. I knew it. It always happens. (laughs) Or like it always happens that way. Shelly had to go to Sandpoint for the quarterfinals like two years ago. So they're used to it. But, man, if you can avoid that and have a home game, that is huge. So that's on IdahoSports.com. We have Hillcrest and Idaho Falls. We have Skyline and Shelly. We also have the Crosstown Showdown, Century and Pocatello, Sean, in District 5. Pocatello, with a win, clinches the district outright and uh, gets a top eight spot to state. Uh, With a loss, it becomes a little more complicated. Then you're talking about a three-way tie for the conference title between Pocatello, Preston, and Century with all of them having beaten each other. It was kind of the same scenario last year. And honestly, uh, it was a game you and I were at, Sean, uh, a year ago and century i thought actually competed very well really yeah. well and so i did find out what the tiebreaker is for okay they they just use max preps oh because because they don't because because they don't have common opponents so that yeah, i mean uh, for all three they don't I, so the the next rung was max prep so really no matter what probably pocatello like i was saying at the game they're making it to the playoffs pretty much hands down win or win or lose okay because, because that would be the tiebreaker 
And even with a win, like let's say Century wins this game, I don't know that that's going to give them enough of a bump in their max preps ranking to put them into the playoffs, unfortunately. So, yeah. Yeah. They, they, if they, you know, if they would have won against Preston and then somehow won tonight, it might have been close because Century has one of the, I think, the third highest strength of schedule in max prep. So, but, you know, it's all right. But, it, it should be a good game. Like, yeah, like I was thinking of that last year it ended up being, a, I think, a much more competitive game than we thought. And centuries played their way into it. But I'll tell you what, Pocatello looked like uh, what everyone thought Pocatello was going to be at the start of the year uh, Friday night against yep. Preston. <laughs> yeah, uh, Pocatello looked very good last week. So uh, we will see how it shakes out there. 3A, Sean, the big matchup everyone has circled is Marsh Valley at American Falls. Now, I think both of these teams probably get into the playoffs. I mean, American Falls definitely is in Marsh Valley, a one and seven. Um, you know, a win would be great because there's two auto bids to the playoffs. Then you're not having to take an at-large. I think ultimately both of these teams, Marsh Valley needed to win one game somewhere. They won last week at South Fremont, and that's probably going to be enough. The big question is, Will Marsh Valley be one and eight and playing in the playoffs? And if that happens, do we have a conversation about we got too many teams in the playoffs? Yeah, I had to pull up my phone because that's one of the games we're picking and I couldn't remember what team I picked because I <laughs> scrutinized over which one to pick. But uh, yeah, that's why I had to look. But yeah, you know, I think anytime you get a team in the playoffs that's has a record like that, you're going to get a lot of chirping um from the peanut gallery but i mean the rules are the rules you, you know you can't get mad if that's what happens because then you've got to go and you got to go and change it but yeah i you know as as a coach i don't i don't like it i don't like to i like to see the best teams get there but we kind of have to play by the rules that we're given yeah and i will tell you um american falls led snake river at halftime nine to seven last week i mean they were in it i I keep talking about american falls i think they're a better better team than people are giving them credit for um we will wait and see though how i did i will say i did pick american falls i'm gonna say that right now yeah i'm going on the record (laughs) that's what i would pick as well (laughs) we we are now on idahosports.com on social media Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, uh, all the prep cast hosts are making weekly picks. We pick one game in each classification. We pick the winner. It's the pick six. And uh, Sean, you're, you're middle of the pack. Two weeks yeah. Ago. Yeah. I, you know, I was like three and three. I was, you know, wasn't at the bottom. That's right. <laughs> that would be, uh, that would be our boss, Paul Kingsbury, <laughs> bringing up the rear. Uh, 2A. Interesting matchups are going to be, I think, I mean, in terms of the playoff implications, there's not really any, but I'm just, these are more measuring stick games to see, okay, where does everybody actually line up as we get ready for the playoffs? You've got Ryrie at North Fremont. Ryrie just beat West Jefferson in overtime last Friday, 12 to six, after they had lost to Firth in overtime previously this year. So Ryrie has won a game in overtime. They've lost a game in overtime. How do they do against the big dogs from North Fremont? North Fremont only led Firth last week 14 to 8, and they ended up, you know, putting on a lot of points after that. Um, so I'll be interested to see how how 
Ryrie looks specifically against North Fremont. Yeah, that 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 should be interesting, and just to kind of see how it. When you go now that we've had enough games, right? You can go back and look and see how they did against some similar opponents, and even then, it's kind of sometimes hard to pick um, who's better, you know, just because you got so many different matchups and the different ways people play. But yeah, it, that should be an interesting matchup in the two A. And then uh, also in District Five on Friday, uh, we have Bear Lake at Aberdeen. Both teams are four and three on the season. Winner of this will take second place um, officially. And I don't know. I think Bear Lake is kind of peaking at the right time of the season here, Sean. They put up 40 points last week. I think they're finally starting to feel comfortable about where they are as an offense. And I'm just saying, look out. The defending champs, they got a head of steam. Yeah, that again, that's another pick <laughs> I scrutinized. But I, I went the other way. I, I like Aberdeen. I feel like Aberdeen's played into the – into the season well i just you know i've i've been to aberdeen for a game i, I went with aberdeen <laughs> and and aberdeen has been excelling without their starting quarterback yeah. um gage driscoll um he's been out for pretty much the whole year lupe ortiz has stepped in and done a great job filling in um but this is an aberdeen team that hasn't played with the full deck of cards this this season and, and here they are thriving in spite of that. So you're right. Aberdeen has had a fantastic season as well. All right. Eight man football, Sean, the big matchup is Butte County at grace. Winner wins the district, gets a top four seed, gets a first round bye. winner is still in the playoffs, but um, doesn't get the bye. Butte County seven and one grace is five and two. This is a heavyweight battle. Yeah. Just, just a great matchup. I, you know, I kind of like Grace just because they went and played a tough Kendrick team. And I, there's there's a schedule wise, I kind of like what they did. Does that mean anything? Maybe not. I don't know. You kind of have to start picking at straws when you got two really good teams playing, right? Got to look for something. Um, so I kind of like Grace just because of what they kind of did schedule wise. And, and again, you know, Grace is always that team just kind of lurking like, yeah, there's grace. They, you know, they don't have social media. They, I don't know, maybe they don't have internet out there, but you know what? They, they, they have footballs, they got grass and they got pads and they use all those very well. <laughs> they sure do. Um, they are a tough team for sure. Okay. Let's talk about one uh, eighty two, Sean, where last week water Springs beats North gem 22 to 16. I'll be honest. Nobody, Myself included, whether it was on this podcast or the Idaho eight-man prepcast, our standalone uh, prepcast dedicated solely to eight-man football, not a single word about Water Springs has been uttered this year. And we need to start talking about Water Springs because they beat North Gem 22-16. to 16. Warriors uh, get a, a rushing touchdown from Landon Reamer. Jackson Aldinger caught a touchdown pass. Nate D'Antoni had the other touchdown reception. Elvin Lynn rushes for 60 yards, has an interception on defense. Luke Henry has 10 tackles. Water Springs, with a win against Mackey on Friday, Sean, takes that second spot to the playoffs behind Rockland. Yeah, that's, I mean, Water Springs, you know, eight-man football, it's small schools, right? Water Springs is small, but Water Springs, and whatever sport it is, maximizes their talent, right? I think they have the whatever they have, whatever few kids, they really get the most out of everyone. We've kind of seen that across the board in their sports, and they're doing it right now, football again, and, um, you know, shame on us for missing it. 
<laughs> yeah. And some crazy things could happen in this conference, Sean. I'll outline them just very quickly. Rockland is 2-0. and North Gem and Water Springs are both 1-2. and Mackey is 0-2. The most straightforward path is Rockland beats North Gem on Friday. Water Springs beats Mackey on Friday. Rockland and Water Springs are your two playoff teams. But what if North Gem beats Rockland? <laughs> then what? Then you've got still, if Water Springs two, beats one. Mackey, yeah, they're both 2-1. and one. Um, But then Rockland is also 2-1. and one. So you could have a three-way tie at the top between Rockland, North Gem, and Water Springs, three teams for one playoff spot. And it could go the opposite way, too. What if Water Springs loses to Mackey and North Gem loses to Rockland? Then North Gem, Water Springs, and Mackey are all 1-2 and two and tied for second place. So, I mean, in terms of straightforward path, I always like that the best because I don't like figuring out the math, but there could be some interesting tiebreakers in play here. Yeah, and, and I guess it depends on what their district does. Every district has different tiebreakers. I don't know if you know what theirs is exactly, but I hope it's Kansas City. I, I, I like those. I like it when it's like a Saturday and they're at Madison High School playing Kansas City. I don't know why, but I like that. But <laughs> that's just I think, me. I, I think you just volunteered to broadcast the Kansas City tiebreaker, Sean, on IdahoSports.com. And he's welcome Idaho. to Kansas City. No Taylor <laughs> Swift, though. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I do. Yeah, you, you do have to You think of uh, I ha- do have to give a shout out to Teague Matthews because, man, this guy's done kind of a, a crazy amount of stuff this year. He's uh, thrown for fifteen hundred yards, twenty nine TDs. He's rushed for a thousand yards, nineteen TDs. Um, he's also has 51 tackles, three interceptions as a linebacker, and seven games. Those are from pretty good stats from Teague Matthews. A uh, thousand running and throwing as quarterback, and then a few tackles. So, I mean, I like Rockland because of Teague he's, Matthews. He's got he's got some <laughs> he's got some D1 colleges, you know, kind of putting feelers out. Uh, hello, if I'm Idaho State, I'm, I'm getting this kid like yesterday. Let's he could do it. something. I, I guarantee he could do something. He reminds me of a couple guys that are in the NFL now that played um, in very small eight-man football and played at Boise State. And what's the guy at Dallas? Um, uh, Leighton Vanderesh. Yeah, like he kind of reminds me of like him exactly. Just kind of could do it all and don't sleep on this guy. <laughs> yeah, I assume. Let's get on it. Let's get let's get Teague Matthew snapped up there. Um, so it's going to be a great week of football again. Three games. Uh, for your viewing pleasure, Friday night on IdahoSports.com. Idaho Falls at, or excuse me, Hillcrest at Idaho Falls. Skyline at Shelley. Century at Pocatello. Should be a great time. Sean, you enjoy the concert, sir. I will. I will try my best. It'll be fun. I'm I'm excited uh, to relive some of the, the days me and my buddies have been texting, like, uh, you know, bring the 800 ibuprofen, uh, heartburn medicine, um, you know, some of some of them are saying their mosh pit days are over. I don't know if mine ever started, but uh, yeah, where it's like a bunch of geriatric guys at this punk rock concert. It's it'll be fun. Uh, it'll it'll be good to see friends and um, see all these bands and man, you know, like they were old when I was a kid. So some of them are. It's kind of kind of weird to think they've been doing this for like twenty years um, as their job. But you know, that's off to them. So you get to do what you love and make money and just play music i i don't think many of us would say no 
Yeah, it's not really work if you really enjoy what you're doing. So um, thank you, Sean, for uh, popping on, as always, here on the East Idaho PrepCast. I'm Brandon Bainey. Don't forget, State Soccer Preview also coming into your podcast feed. Be on the lookout for that. And until then, for Sean Kane, I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.